0: We often think of God being rich in certain things, but did you know the Bible specifically tells us that God is rich in a certain thing? We're gonna talk about that today on the podcast and a whole lot more. Welcome to the Faith Talk Podcast. Welcome to the Faith Talk Podcast. We're excited you are listening today. Prepare to be challenged and inspired through today's episode. We pray that every fear is dispelled and your faith is increased as you hear the word of God. Now, let's listen in with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast, wherever you are, however you're listening to this podcast. God bless you. I pray that you're having a great day. And uh, I'm here today to talk to you about a specific topic, because God, the Bible tells us, is rich. But a lot of the time when we think of riches, we think of someone being rich, Uh, we think of only one thing and that is money or financially. Uh, But God is rich in something and he tells us specifically in his word in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 5. I'm going to read that to you right now. It says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the age of this world and according to the prince of the power of the air and the spirit ...who now works in the sons of disobedience. Among them we also once lived in the lusts of our flesh, according to the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. So the Bible here talks about God being rich in something. And this is one of the only times in the Bible we read about God being rich in anything. And when we think of rich, we think a lot of the time about money. Our natural minds go toward that direction. Rich is gold, expensive things, precious gems, jewelry, all that kind of stuff. And and rich basically means though having an abundance of something. Whatever that thing is, you can be rich in all sorts of things, not just money. You can be rich in wealth, of course, but you can be rich in knowledge. You can be rich in descendants. You can be rich in health. You can be rich in in, uh, in wit. You can be rich in the scriptures. You can be rich in all sorts of things. If, if soil has uh, a whole lot of a certain mineral in it, we say that that soil is rich in whatever it is that is in that soil. So rich basically just means a high value or quantity of something. Or you can be rich, uh, something could be rich in flavor we talk a lot of the time uh, we're getting into the holiday season coming up here very soon here in uh, in the united states and and we talk about foods being rich in flavor if we eat a piece of chocolate cake that is extra chocolatey we say that that is rich in in flavor it's it's extra sweet Uh, We say that certain foods are extra rich. Soup that is extra hearty is rich. We say that it's rich because it sticks with us and and it's just very, very flavorful. And and so we can be rich in all sorts of things. And God, the Bible tells us, is rich in... In mercy, for all the wealth that God has after he created everything we deem to be precious, gold and and rubies and emeralds, for all his wealth, we don't hear a whole lot about him being rich in jewels or supplies. We do see in the Bible that he paves the streets of heaven with gold and he makes the gates out of pearl and the walls are jasper and there's all sorts of precious gems and and different things like that in heaven. But the Bible doesn't say that God is rich in them. Things. It doesn't attribute his richness to those. The Bible tells us that God is rich in mercy. Now, I believe that that is something very uh, important that we need to recognize and we need to remember because when the Bible specifically says God is rich in mercy but doesn't say he's rich in the other stuff, that is something that should make us stand and take notice because we see all the things that we would determine to be valuable and determine to be precious. Or expensive but it doesn't say God is rich in those things it says God is rich in mercy what a thought Paul wanted us to know he wanted the Christians in Ephesus to know that God was rich in mercy. He has an abundance of it. God has more than enough mercy to go around. He, he's overflowing with it. He's ready to freely give it. So we don't anywhere in the Bible see that God is rich in wrath or in anger. Now, a lot of people will think that God is, is rich in anger. He's rich in madness at people at, and madness at people. Uh, at the, the Christian or just the people of the world, that God is mad, he's angry. But the Bible doesn't tell us that at all. It says he's rich in mercy. The writer of Lamentations said this, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. God's mercies are new every morning. So if you need mercy today, you know that God has mercy for you. If you need mercy tomorrow, God will have mercy for you. If you need mercy, the following day. God will have mercy because they are new every single morning, every single day of your life. And the natural inclination of God must be to pour out his mercy because he's rich in it. He has so much of it. And the unnatural, uh, uh, the unnatural inclination of God must then to be to pour out his wrath. If the Bible doesn't tell us that God is rich in wrath or rich in anger, then that must be the unnatural inclination of God. God must not freely pour out wrath and anger. He must not freely desire to pour out that wrath or that anger. God must want to pour out mercy to us. Now, the wrath in, in the book of Revelation, the wrath in the book of Revelation is going to be a very difficult time for God, I believe. I don't believe God is going to want to pour out that wrath, but he's going to have to. It is a judgment that is going to come on the earth because of the sins of the world and because it's just gone on for far too long. 2 Peter 5, 9 tells us that God is willing that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance that God is willing that all should come to repentance. He wants everybody to be saved. He wants everybody to come to him. So it's not going to give him any pleasure to pour out wrath or to pour out anger on people. It must bring him joy to pour out mercy because he's rich in it, and it must be painful to him to pour out wrath and anger. So a lot of people have a misconception about God, that God is just sitting somewhere angry, that God is just sitting somewhere wrathful that God is waiting for us to sin, waiting for us to mess up. Uh and they think that God is mad. And I don't believe that the Bible uh gives us that sort of idea in any place. I believe that God does not want us to sin. I believe that God uh does not want us to doesn't want us to go participate in habitual sin, not just because Uh, because he said not to sin, but because that sin damages our relationship with him. It separates us from him. It pulls us away from him. And so we've got to be careful uh, with our lives because really sin will put a wedge in between us and God. Sin makes us ashamed it opens the door for the devil to come in with shame it opens the door for the devil to come in with guilt it opens the door for the devil to come in and and make us think that god does not love us and god does not want us and it drives us away from god what's the first thing that happened in the garden when adam and eve sinned they went and they hid from god now, did anyone tell them that they needed to hide from God? Did anyone tell them that they needed to uh, that they needed to run from Him? No, that was the natural inclination. When they sinned, they were afraid of God. And when you sin, you will become afraid of God. You'll be ridden with guilt. You'll be ridden with shame. You'll be ridden with all sorts of condemnation, the devil will try to put those things on you so that you will not run back to God because God is the one who offers redemption for our sins. So I don't believe that you should go sin uh, habitually or willfully. You shouldn't be just participating in sin and not worried about it because it drives that wedge between you and God on your end. Now, if God is merciful and God is rich in mercy, I believe that God looks at us with pity when we mess up, that he looks at us and his heart is drawn to us instead of away from us when we mess up, when we sin, when we truly stumble and when we truly are, are, are repentant and when we truly are sorry and sad for what we've done, we get God's mercy, we get God's mercy. I believe that he looks at people in bondage with mercy, with pity. He he is he's upset it upsets his heart that someone he loves would be in bondage. Think about it. Think about your own kids. If you have kids when you're listening to this, think about this that God when when your kids mess up, what do you want them to do first? You don't want them to run and hide from you that breaks your heart that they would run and hide from you and think that you were just going to you were going to hurt them or you, you didn't want the best for them, it breaks your heart when you think about that. It breaks your heart when you think about your kids possibly being in bondage, if your kids are wrapped up in drugs, if your kids are uh, in some sort of perversion, addicted to something, uh, something like alcohol, or if your kids are wrapped up in some sort of bondage, what do you do? Your heart just breaks. And I believe that that's the Father's heart toward us, that, that God is not mad at us, When we mess up, God's not mad at us when we're in bondage, but he looks at us with pity and he wishes that we would just come to him and he could be able to set us free from it. His mercies are new every morning. So I don't think God's sitting there mad at you uh, when you sin, when you mess up. I, I believe that God gets mad at the sin and not the sinner. I truly believe that God gets mad at the devil and not the sinner. Now, does he want us to keep sinning? Absolutely not. Like I said, it just breaks his heart. It just tears him to pieces. But, uh, but he is not angry at you. He is full of mercy. Sin separates us from God. Absolutely. Sin pulls us away from God. It, it makes us like Adam and Eve in the garden. We want to run. We want to cover ourselves because we are exposed when we sin. And it it just, God comes looking for us just like he did for Adam and Eve in the garden. And he says, where are you? And, and Adam and Eve said, well, we hid from you. And look what God did in the Garden of Eden because he banished Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. The Bible tells us because God was afraid that they would eat of the tree of life after they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And if they ate of the tree of life after they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they would live forever in that sinful state, in that state of being ashamed, in that state of being separated from God, in that state of of just absolute guilt. God does not want you living in that. God wants you free, and he has mercy for you if you will come to him. God can't uh, God can't be just and righteous and not get mad at sin. Absolutely not. God has spoken. He says this is what you must do to be holy. So he can't not get mad at sin, but I believe that he looks at us with pity. His disdain for sin is met with mercy waiting in the wings if we ask for it. Not so that we can go freely participate in sin, like I said, but God understands the human condition and the condemnation the devil tries to bring people under. And that's really what the devil wants to do when he's getting you to sin, when he's getting you to commit acts, getting you to do things, think thoughts, say things that are against the word and the will of God, when he gets you to do those things, the devil's trying to drive a wedge in between you and the father. That's exactly what he's trying to do. And he does that by damaging your conscience. He does that by damaging your relationship with God and to the point where you think that God is mad at you and God will not receive you. God does not love you. God does not care about you because you messed up. And that's completely false. God is rich in mercy compassion and forgiveness he is rich in compassion and forgiveness where and when it is in his full power it is in his full power to punish us because of our wickedness God gives us compassion and forgiveness you know, I can always tell when people get involved in sin because they have been faithful church members, they've been faithful churchgoers, they've been there uh, every service. When the doors are open, they're there, and then all of a sudden they start to dwindle off, they start to disappear, things like that uh, over, a, over a long period of time. Now, I'm not saying people that don't go to church every once in a while or people that aren't committed to the Lord, you know, I'm not saying that you can't miss church. I'm not saying that at all, but I am saying if I see a change, a drastic change in your walk with the Lord, and all of a sudden you're missing church all the time, and all of a sudden you're not praying, and all of a sudden you're not reading your Bible, and all of a sudden you're not tithing, all of a sudden things change drastically in your walk with the Lord, I can tell that the devil has some sort of a stronghold in your life because he has driven that wedge. He's he's causing you to sin. He's tempting you and you're giving into it he's causing you to sin because you don't feel like you can go to church and you don't feel like God's going to hear your prayers. You don't want to read your Bible. You you're just ashamed and condemned all the time. And I came here to tell you today on this podcast that there are a lot of people who are scared to come to God and they're scared to come to church thinking that God is mad at them because of their sin. The devil will use condemnation to isolate you. And he's been doing a great job of isolating people over the last two years making sure that people don't enter into church and and gather together to worship the Lord. But he's isolating people even more with their sin, making them feel like God could not possibly use them, that God does not want to hear from them, God does not love them, all these things. He's making people feel this way. All the while, God is saying, I am rich in mercy, just come to me. Just come to me. The devil has been telling people, right and left, that they will never get free, that sin is their identifier, that sin is who they are. And God is saying, I have mercy for you, that sin is not your identity. Sin, your sin does not define you. Your sin is not who you are. Your sin is something you do, yes, but it is not who you are. And we've got to get to a point where we realize that the devil tries to stamp us with a label of what sin we are and what sin we commit. And he tries to stamp us with the label and say, that's all you'll ever be. God could not possibly love you. God could not possibly forgive you. He doesn't care about you. He's he's abandoned you. All of these things, the devil will try to tell you that and label you by your sin or well, you're nothing but a drunk, you're nothing but a drug addict, you're nothing but a pervert, you're nothing but an addicted person to whatever it is, you're nothing but a liar, you're nothing but a thief, you're nothing but a cheat. You're nothing but any of these things. You're nothing but a fornicator. You're nothing but this or that, and the devil will stamp you with that and try to make you think that that is all you are and that God has also labeled you that way, but I'm here to tell you today that sin is not who you are. God is saying, I have mercy for you. I'm rich in mercy, and I'll give it to you freely, and I can show you the way out. You see, God doesn't just just leave us in our bondages. He doesn't just leave us in our sins. He pulls us out. He gives us a way out. And that is grace. And that is mercy. He will show us the direction to go to get out of what it is that we're bound up in. He truly will. He is he he will not leave you where he finds you. So you got to know that today. You got to know that today. And God doesn't extend his mercy to some and withhold it from others. God extends the same mercy, the same forgiveness to every single person. He gives it freely. Part of God's grace and mercy is giving us a way out so we're not stuck going deeper and deeper into more sin and shame and condemnation. He gives us grace and mercy so that we can be free to show us the way out. And that's God's ultimate goal for you is not that you keep going, in that bondage, not that you keep going in that sin and him just keep pouring out the same mercy to you, but ultimately that you are able to be free. You're able to be free. He understands the condemnation that you're under. He understands the guilt that you're under. He understands the shame that the devil tries to put on you because of sin. And he says, my mercies are new every morning. And he says, I'm rich in mercy. I'm rich in mercy. Maybe you're listening to this podcast today and you need some mercy from God. Maybe you need a touch from the Lord in your life. You've been living in shame. You've been living in condemnation. You've been living in guilt or you've been bound up in some sort of sin. You just can't overcome it. You can't overcome the thoughts. You can't overcome the the things you say or the things you do. Whatever it is, the temptation shows up and, and you just give in. I'm here to tell you today, God is rich in mercy. And his mercies are new every morning. And he wants to forgive you today. He wants to set you free today. He wants to show you the way out from your sin. You feel like you're in a dark tunnel. You feel like there's no way out. You can't see the end. You can't see how to get out of it. You feel trapped. You feel like the devil has just been beating you down. He's been accusing you, telling you how horrible of a person you are, telling you how wretched you are, telling you what a piece of garbage you are. And I'm here to tell you today, God is saying, I'm rich in mercy. I'm rich in mercy. I'm going to pray a prayer today, and we're going to ask for God's mercy and grace on your life. And if you don't know the Lord, or if you've been feeling condemned, you've been feeling full of guilt and shame, I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you don't know the Lord, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Or if you've been walking with the Lord and you just don't feel as close to Him as you used to, or if you once had a relationship with the Lord and you drifted away, I want you to pray this prayer. Just say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus, confessing that I'm a sinner, but I believe Jesus is your son, that he died on the cross, and that his blood can cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Forgive me my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, I sure would love to hear from you. sure would love to hear you tell me that you accepted Jesus. You can get a hold of me on any of my social media. Go to my website, calebshafer.com, and uh, contact me there. Just let me know so that I can agree with you in prayer. Reach out to me, and I'll reach out to you. But I also want to pray a prayer today just for anybody who's listening to this who might be struggling, might be feeling like they need to take another step with the Lord, but they're they're afraid, they're ashamed, they're guilt they're feeling guilty or condemned. So I'm just gonna pray for you right now. Father God, I thank you for the listeners today. Thank you, Lord God, for every single person who's listening to this podcast. Lord, I pray right now that they would just receive your mercy. You said you were rich in mercy, so God, I pray that you pour it out. I pray God that they would understand that you were looking at them with pity that you are a loving father and God that you're not waiting to smack them or smite them because of their sin but God that you love them so very much you just want them to come to you God I pray right now that their sins would not weigh them down any longer God that you would show them the way out that you would you would show them When temptation comes, what to do, how to avoid it, how to avoid sinning, how to go around it, God, how to resist the devil and cause him to flee. God, I plead the blood of Jesus down over their mind. I plead the blood of Jesus over their families. I ask for divine protection. Lord, just as the Lord's prayer says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, I pray that today over every listener that you deliver them from evil today. God, that they would be free. And that they would walk in wholeness and healing in every area of their life. I thank you for my listeners. God, I pray you keep us, watch over us, until we get back together again on this podcast. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. I hope you have a great day in the Lord. I love you. And I'll talk to you real soon right here on the Faith Talk podcast thank you for listening to today's episode of the faith talk podcast if you would like to connect with the host you can do so on facebook at caleb schaefer ministry on instagram at caleb underscore schaefer or by visiting www.calebshafer.com be sure to check out caleb's worship albums on itunes amazon music and wherever digital music is sold or streamed if you've been encouraged today please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones may god bless you And remember to tune in next week for another episode of the Faith Talk podcast.